here I am sitting at the HAPS office, and I don't even know what HAPS stands for. What is it again? That's Coalition for Earth Promotion and Social Development. Okay. In, in normal English, what does it do? Uh, <laughs> we have been focusing on access to medicines. And we realize that if you just focus on access to medicines without looking at other factors that are impacting on access to medicines, you will not really achieve what you want. So we are a bit now becoming a bit broader. We are looking at other issues. Okay. We, have, we have various programs. We have community outreach. Okay. We have policy and, and, and advocacy. Uh -huh. We have something to do with complaints. Mm -hmm. uh, whereby people do come and register their health rights complaints. Uh, so I mentioned community outreach. Yes. Is it? I think they're about four or five. Okay. So who am I speaking to? What's your name? Um, my name is Mulumba Moses. Mulumba um, Moses. Uh, I'm a lawyer uh -huh. and I basically look at health rights. Health rights? Yeah. And were you educated in Kampala? Yes. At Makere? Makere University. Oh, so nice. Yeah. And we have a VSO volunteer with us, and your name is? Nola Marshall. Nola Marshall. Yeah. And where are you from, Nola? I'm from the UK, from London. Uh, all right. And your specialty? My specialty is fundraising and organisation capacity building. Ah, the kinds of stuff I do. Okay. <laughs> when, wh when did you come to Uganda? I've been here, I came here in November, mid-November. Um, and um, we've been working, um, we, I've been looking at the problems Uganda has. I've been to the north of Uganda, east of Uganda. So I spent a couple of weeks traveling and seeing the um, health rights issues as they are on the ground. Wow. Uh, and now we're putting together some um, applications for fund funding, um, which are around... Um, uh, health rights, health advocacy, uh, consumer uh, interest groups, um, mm -hmm. and um, I'm working with Moses on um, uh, a coalition uh, project which he's just starting out on, which is uh, a health um, uh, uh, a community group. Uh, no. It's a well. It's a pan-African. Oh, um, it's, it's bigger than Uganda. It's yeah, it, it's uh, an organisation called Equinet, and they are um, health promoters, uh, policy makers, uh, advocators um, for um, primary health care and health rights across Africa. Okay. So, are you part of this, Moses? Are you part of the sponsor organisation here? Ah, part of what? HEPS or yeah. Equinet? Are you part of HEPS? Yes. I'm You're part of HEPS. Hired in Uganda, Ugandan yes. citizen, yes. educated in Uganda, yes. and you have come from England and you are supporting his work. Yes. All right. Yes. So you start off, you arrive just recently, you tour the country. Did you find a place to live? Yes. Just yeah. down the road. Down the road? <laughs> so it's not a big walk or anything? No, no. It's, mm -hmm. it's really good. Are you missing much from home? No. <laughs> what made yeah, you? It's January. What would I miss? Uh, Christmas. I'm enjoying, 
I'm enjoying the weather, I enjoy being out of the credit crunch, I enjoyed Christmas much more, having not spent £2,000 <laughs> on, gifts, for on gifts that nobody wanted. So, yeah, oh, yeah. it's great. So, is this your first VSO assignment? No, no. Okay. Uh, I've worked extensively in West Africa, Senegal, uh, Mali, and I've worked in Ethiopia. Wow. But I've only worked in, Ethi in Ethiopia for VSO. Okay. So, have you been an employee of VSO as no. well as a volunteer? An no. volunteer the no. whole time? Yeah. How many years would you add that up to? Uh, that's just about a year. Only about a year. In of, with in all that? No, in really? Senegal and in Mali, I was working for an NGO oh, as a paid employee. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So you've got Africa in your bones, do you? I have. Yeah, that's the problem. What's it, what is it about Africa that draws you back? I don't know. You don't know? Uh, I, you either love it or hate it, and it gets under your skin, and you keep on coming back. Um, so... First time in Uganda, though. First time in Uganda, yeah. Okay. So in, in England, before you came here and before you started all your adventures and work in Africa, what were you working as? I worked at the BBC as a, an editor. Oh, wow. Um, and I worked on anthropology and music and arts. Um, so I worked on all those films that brought, in the 80s, that brought those African musicians. <coughs> Um, to into the UK and now it's called World Music. World Music. Okay. Oh yeah. All so, right. Yeah. Oh wow. That's what an adventure. So, are you here on your own? Do you have family with you? Are no. You, you're on I'm your on own. My own. Yeah. And you're okay with that. Yeah. Yeah? With that. yeah. Yeah. Well, it's. It, I walked into this room, and it looks like it's covered in with books and reports, and. Uh, and it's in, on a lovely hill in Kampala. And I just bought some sugar cane, so I was chewing on it and gave me some energy back. Then I walked into this room and it seemed like you, there was quite a bit of energy in the room. And that's because you're heading off on a project. Tell me about that. Yeah, we, as, as she was mentioning, we, are, we have what we call the Regional Network for Equity and Health in Eastern Southern Africa. Uh, it's a network of professionals, civil society, state members, members of parliament, and all people who make decisions, including community representatives. But what brings us together is the idea of equity in health. How do we address the inequities that are existing in health? We are looking at the geographical issues, we are looking at the gender issues, we are looking at particular diseases, HIV, AIDS, yeah. we are looking at the age groups, the youth, the elderly. What are their special needs? Uh, we are looking at allocation of resources to the health sector. How are you allocating resources to the health sector? So initially, Equinet was not operational in, in, in Uganda. So we held a national meeting in March 2008, where we called for people to come and present papers on the evidence on what the state of health is in Uganda. Mm. So when these people did come, they presented a lot of papers and some of the clear-cut problems that were shown. Uh, we defined areas. We looked at how do we mainstream gender, how do we protect health in the trade agreements that we are entering into, uh, how do we address the issues, issues of HIV-AIDS, how do we advocate for allocation of resources to the health sector, mm. how do we address the issues of human resources for health, 
Mm. Uh, these people are going out and, and we are having systems constrained. How do we address this? And it's so, part, of, part of it to do with fundraising as well? Yes, it has a huge component of Is that why you're sitting in the room together? Yeah. Okay. So when you start, I, I often find, I'm just going to say it a little bit here, but I often find us in the NGO sector, when we speak, we speak this language that often other people don't understand. And so I, I want you to try and use simple words to explain simple things. So I'm going to ask you a really dumb question. Okay, all that, all these people came together, they were talking about health sector, equity, HIV, AIDS, all the challenges that Ugandans face. Bottom line, what, is, what are you going to be doing? Are you educating or are you helping build capacity? Uh, a couple of things, you cannot do one yes, and without the other. the other. Okay, <laughs> all right. Because First of all, we are looking at doing research into some of these areas. So you can understand what the baseline yes, yes, is. Yes, what the baseline is. Okay. After doing research, we look at the policies that are in place. That's okay. at the policy level. We do okay. the analysis. We have to then analysis. use a word, a simple word. We have yeah. to see what the government is already doing uh -huh. about uh -huh. this baseline data. Okay, uh -huh. next. After that, we have programs that do influence the, what the government is doing. Uh, advocacy. Advocacy. We are, okay. we are, we are, so we begin to yeah. then act on yeah. the data yeah. and the information. We start to do advocacy. advocacy. And that means we start to open the eyes of people in power that can make differences. Huh? Yes, yes. Okay. Then we have a component of empowering the communities whereby we do some community outreach. Because okay. the policy may be at the national level, but the person down at the community does not understand how this is affecting them. Okay. So we have people who go out up to the community say, no, you have rights. These are the rights and if this policy is not done this and this, this is how it's going to impact on you. Okay. So it's a whole set of things. Yeah, so when we say in NGO World Outreach, the public usually goes, what does that mean? Are they holding hands with people? <laughs> but when you mean outreach, okay, so you, did, you gave us a good explanation. You're saying, okay, here are the policies, here's what needs to be changed. Now let's tell the people so that we're doing the advocacy as well as the people. So they join us together. And is it ever looked upon as something too challenging? Like, is the government think sometimes, are they encouraging of your work? Yes. What the government will do, it does encourage, but depends on how you do bring out your point. Okay. Because in most cases, if you are a bit Negative. negative or confronting, yeah. they may take you on, on the other side of politics. Yes. But if, if you like empower the communities and, and the government knows these are our obligations and we are supposed to be doing this, it all depends on the skill that we are using to take okay. some of these ideas. So I guess that's where, some, that's where your expertise comes in as well, is communicating the actual uh, challenges in the outreach as well as fundraising. Yeah. So first time in Uganda, how effective do you feel as a communicator? As a communicator, um, I th I'm quite empowered as a communicator because of my background experience in uh, media and okay. communication. Um, I, um, I think that uh, Uganda has particular problems mm -hmm. and that's the di diversity of the communities and the diversity of the problems. Okay. Uh, the problems here in Kampala are not the same as the problems in the 
eastern region, which are not the same as the problems up in the north. That's right. um, and so there's um, so the community outreach section of um, the fundraising has so many diverse, um, diverse, so much diversity that this is what we were just discussing before okay. we came. Diversity in language, diversity in the problems, diversity in everything, huh? Yeah, diversity in the needs. In the needs, okay. Um, and the access to health. Um, so you've been only here for a short time. Do you feel, and what, so how long is your assignment? Uh, six months. Oh, you're on a short-term assignment. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel that you'll be able to be effective in those six months? Um, I hope so. Mm. And that's what I'm trying to do at the moment, is to consolidate what I do. Yes. Uh, so that, one, um, it has an impact. Yeah. And two, that it's sustainable in the longer term. Mm. Yeah, that must be challenging for you when you see our volunteers coming in for short-term assignments to just to have volunteers like 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 here who will focus on the sustainability. Do you often feel that a project started and then it just goes nowhere? Yeah, it's quite challenging because we are talking about a system now, developing a system in the NGO because if she comes, yes, to give support. Yes. That's very good and we welcome. She will take us a step forward. We realize that we have had various VSO volunteers who do come in here. But the ideas they give, for instance, the time she has come, she has found us growing. She will give excellent ideas for this stage and it will take us. Uh, after, say, three years, we may need to change yes. <laughs> because maybe we have grown bigger. Yes. So it becomes challenging when we don't have a person of, of her caliber. Um. But I think it's a good idea to, to really come and help. Though on a sustainable kind of approach, you may need someone to stay there quite for longer to even understand the what? organization itself better. Well, I think first, starting with understanding Uganda, and the challenges, so you tr traveled around to begin that. Mm. And you're probably a quick study, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, also, I've spent a lot of time in Africa, yeah. and lots of the problems are the same problems. Yeah. Um, because of the uh, uh, inaccessibility of, of roads, of telecommunications, mm -hmm. uh, of, of uh, rural farming, those problems are the same in lots of parts of Africa. So you sent out to Uganda, and I asked you before what you missed, and you basically don't miss very much, mm. uh, but what makes you at this time in your life make this decision to do this work? Well, I think that I've brought my family up, I've had a career, I've got expertise and skills, um, and that I can make a difference by um, passing my skills on to organisations that are going to make a difference. Great. Um, and so it's, it's a two-way thing. Um, and also I get experience of working with HEPs in a health capacity when really my, um, my uh, uh, skills and my specialism is in youth 
and arts um, and culture, right? Arts and culture. Yeah, I think I think that's one of the challenges when we do our fun, our recruiting for volunteers. We often have, for example, a communication specialist in the music industry, and they say they won't be a space for me. But a communication specialist is a communication specialist can use their transfer their skills. Yeah. You'd agree with that? Yes. Yeah. Do you have to do a lot of backtracking to figure out what kind of, or add new skills to what you're doing? Well, for example, uh, Moses is going to be doing a conference in, in October. Uh huh. Um, and, you know, my um, speciality leads me down the track that I desperately want him to uh, get one of the uh, ambassadors, the UN ambassadors. Um, like Yusnid or, or, or one of those big superstars to come here and do a big conference but that's not practical you know so I have to kind of push aside some of my uh, tendencies and for far reaching goals yes and yeah. bring them down yeah. to reality yeah. Yeah. so when you're putting together a, a conference I personally, uh, there's a, a lot of challenges. I mean, conference management and event management is a whole different field. Uh, from And so you together putting this on? Um, I think it might be um, a good idea for us to uh, look at a, a conference organiser, maybe mm. a specialist conference organiser coming out here for two, three months. Oh, there's all they're, they're all over the place. <laughs> event. I'm an <coughs> event manager. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> and seeing how beautiful Uganda is, I'll be back. <laughs> oh, Uganda has changed a lot in these years. You have gone to law school at Makere. What was it like? How did you achieve all those goals? You have excelled. So how did you do it? Oh, it's quite tough. But you have to persist. Yeah. And what happens in Uganda, it usually depends on where you're placed. Because I was born in the central. Not everyone in the central has made it, but still more people in the central have made it as compared to those in the north. Yeah. Did you have parents that paid for you at Makere? Yes. At one time you have the real pay parents paying for you, but then also relatives have to come in because... Like to do a law degree at Makere, it's quite expensive. It is, it yeah, is. It's quite huh? expensive. Not only looking at the tuition, but you're looking at residence, you're looking at survival, you're looking at buying books, you're looking at this and that. Yes. And me, at later stages, I had to work. I had to engage myself into work. And that's mm. how I entered the NGO world. And ah, <laughs> I see. Okay. And, mm. and now you have a guest, a, now a new part of your family from mm. England. Mm. What are you learning from her? Quite a lot, because, like, I've written draft proposals, but the few hours I've, I gave, I gave them to her for some time to look through, ah. and and you feel she's she's really making, giving you skills of really writing a better proposal. I think that's yeah. a so fabulous <laughs> skill. I think that's a fabulous uh, um, participation because often I have to write something and I just always want somebody to look it mm. over mm. Mm. and give that second look. Mm. Well, every great book's got a good editor. Aha! <laughs> okay. So you're helping put that together, helping plan this particular event, um, helping in outreach. Am I wrong in this? Yeah, well, Equinet is a, is a network of, um, uh, they have five different uh, 
areas, target areas. And so um, we're, we're putting together projects that will... Um, and obviously we're looking for funding from different uh, donors mm. so that um, we can, we're consolidating what's happening here mm. into, um, um, into a, 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 a workable, organised system. Yeah. And at the end, at, at, and towards the end of the year, there'll be a conference where the, um, the partners from Zimbabwe, South Africa, or the other 14 African countries come together here in Uganda. So the okay. conference is only one part, part of, of what, what Moses is doing here. So, you know, I'm driving around Kampala and I see that there are NGOs everywhere doing all kinds of different things. Do you, of, do you often feel, do you often try to see, and I think that's kind of what this collaboration is about, to see what NGO might be duplicating your work mm -hmm. and collaborate with them? Yes. I, actually, one of the biggest problems now is duplication of work. Yes. Uh, it's always good to work with a consolidated kind of effort. But what, what has come into Uganda now, there is the whole sort of network that's coming up. You will now find a, a network of people working on health rights. Uh, you'll find a network of people working on access. For instance, we have a coalition on access to essential medicines, though it feeds into the right to health, and, and all sorts of networks. Uh, I found this quite important, and people try to respect it, and they, they like the idea of coming together, yeah. especially when it comes to advocacy. Yeah. We may have a report on, say, access, on, on availability of medicines. We cannot advocate that alone. The findings of the reporters helps Uganda. But if we are in a coalition, we bring together about 10 other organizations. The voice Brilliant. is more clear and you can easily influence the policymakers. It's, it's in the process. But the, the Equinet thing has found this because, as I said, it's a network that has been operating in, in, in various countries. And, and we thought that because it has a component of national kind of networking, uh, not only looking at the, at the regional level, because the national feeds into the regional. But we feel that if we have the national network and we have a regional network, it's easier. Because if like, you have a critical issue at the national level, you draw from the resources that are in the region. Mm -hmm. So Equinet, we are really seeing it as... I think that funders would really like to hear that, because often they feel that you know, so many people come to them with requests and they have they say, well, we've heard this kind of thing before, mm. and some, somebody doing this kind of work before. So first of all, I, I, I applaud you for your work, bringing it all together, mm. and for your efforts. Mm. And I just want to know, do you have some messages for us at VSO and QSO, and especially in Canada and the United States? I think it's a wonderful thing, a wonderful experience to, to, to spend time um, not only within different communities, some of the work that uh, VSO does is out in the rural communities, but um, to have experience of working within organisations and helping, uh, it's a two-way thing, it's not just, uh, we have to, we're learning mm -hmm. from Africa, 
and I think if you look at it from that point of view, not that we're coming to bestow our knowledge. Uh, those days are gone. Day, those days are gone. Yeah. Um, and uh, our experience of building our own health network uh, and the mistakes that have been made in the process uh -huh. since post-war, um, post-Second World War, we can see and, we, and therefore we can advise uh, and we see them making the same the same, same mistakes. mistakes. I mean, we're all human beings, That's we right. tend to do the same That's thing right. yeah. and behave in the yeah. same way. And what I find really wonderful about QSO VSO is that we're recruiting from Uganda, we're recruiting from Kenya, it's, it's, it's I always mm. call, I call it Star Trek. Yeah. Because in Star, when you watch Star Trek, there are people from all over the galaxy working mm. together on one spaceship yeah. and they're equals. And it's global. And it's global. So we have changed now to a global model. Yeah. And that's why QSO and VSO have merged. And that's why we really need the expertise from Uganda. And hopefully one day we'll be sending people from Uganda to Canada to help us with some yeah. of our issues. Yeah. For example, on multiculturalism, on, uh, on all those kinds of issues. Yeah. How, how do we bring those to the forefront? Often we don't, we don't challenge those things in our own countries. Yeah. And we will need expertise from I you in the future. I think culture and uh, culture and development mm. is the new catchphrase, really. Mm. But 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 development can't happen without taking culture with it. Yes. Um, yeah. There's just one other point that I'd, I'd like to bring up that yes. um, Moses is working on, and that is the copyright. Oh. Um, the copyright laws that have okay. recently been made in in most African countries, um, it, it relates to the World, World, World Trade Agreements and the drug companies. Mm. Um, and so um, Moses, in, in his capacity as a lawyer, is looking at um, the uh, WIPO and the World Trade Agreements on, oh. on drugs. Wonderful. So I'm, I celebrate your team here <laughs> and your work. And uh, come and see us in Canada sometime. And I hope that we'll be able to send some Canadians and Americans to support yeah, actually, your work. Actually, before we close, I had a chance of coming to Canada, but I was in Vancouver, Victoria Island. Oh, that's where I live. my institute hmm. this June, oh, June, okay. June to July. I was you there for about three weeks. Oh, did you? Yeah, but as she's mentioning, because we are focusing on the issue of indigenous communities, the mm. Aboriginal people. And me had gone to share experiences from Eastern and Southern Africa, mm. how we are trying to address the issues of inequities that are existing. I realized that, fine, we are different levels of development, but there are some critical issues that are the same. That we do share, that are the same. Yes, yes. So I, 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 it was quite amazing to see that I could make an input. Yeah. <laughs> somewhere, yes. Somewhere in Canada. We have oh, yes. Too. Yes. We have I, chance. Like yes. the First Nations people are, yes. are in British Columbia, they have just recently received an apology from the country for all the terrible things that yes. happened to them. Mm. And they have just developed into having the courage to speak, uh, to be educated, to stand up. And when they see somebody else from Africa, like you, who uh, has been able to stand up, even through tumultuous times, I think you must have been in university yes. through some very difficult times, 
and you're you've retained your culture, your voice, mm -hmm. and I think you have a lot to share with us in Canada. Come back again. Yeah, it's quite interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. I will. I'm going to give you my card. Recruit him. Yeah. That's what I hope that we'll be doing more of, and that we share better that way. I'm glad you got to go to a conference there and see mm. Canada. So when you see Victoria and Vancouver, and by mm. the way, CUSO's highest recruitment is from Victoria. Victoria. And now you see such a beautiful little town, happy, quiet, lovely place, right? Can you imagine we have more recruitment from there than anywhere oh, else? That's interesting. You know why? It's an island and they want to get off. It's a beautiful island. It's about the size of it too, I think. Yeah, a cold, damp island. <laughs> yeah. So thank you again for your time and Happy New Year. How long are you here for? I'm here now.